Hey there, little warriors. I'm Josh, and today you're going to hear about a fascinating challenge that has a long history. Let me start by asking you this. What's on your painting bench right now? How many projects are you working on, and just how tall is that mountain of unpainted lead hiding in your basement? I have a World War II Finnish army that I've been painting since 2005. Most of us who are miniature wargamers have several painting projects underway at once, and it's not always easy to keep focused and get them done. I think we all go through periods when we're very productive painters, followed by lulls where we lose interest or get busy with family, work, or other hobbies. In today's episode, Miles and Tony chat with Kurt Campbell, the creator of an international event called the Analog Hobbies Painting Challenge. This event isn't a contest to see who's the best painter. It's a challenge to help motivate you tackle whatever is on your painting desk today. We'll let Kurt explain the origins of this awesome annual event, how it works, why it's taken on a life of its own, and how you could join in the fun. If you're a supporter of Little Wars TV on Patreon, you may have heard that we have our own little painting challenge in the works. It's nothing on the scale of Kurt's, but two of our patrons took it upon themselves to help organize a community painting event. These kinds of projects are just a great way to stay engaged and stay motivated, especially in a day of an age where many of us remain under quarantine or lockdown. Now, let me turn this over to Miles, Tony, and Kurt. Let's talk miniature painting. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Miles, and I'm joined by Tony for a, a, this latest episode of Little Wars FM. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Kurt Campbell of Analog Hobbies. Hi there. Hi, Kurt. Kurt, why don't we, why don't we start with uh, you giving a little bit of background about you and, and, and uh, Analog Hobbies and, and this thing called the Painting Challenge. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm from, uh, uh, from the Canadian prairies in uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, I was born and raised here, so uh, much like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, gamers of our of our vintage, uh, I'm in my fifties. So, like uh, uh, my background is, you know, Airfix models. You know, in my in my uh, in my youth, and then Avalon Hill uh, board games, SPI board games, and uh, and then getting into uh, Dungeons and Dragons with uh, with my friends when I was a teen, and. Um, and then um, being in a very secluded area of Canada, it was hard to get a lot of the uh, games and figures, but I, I distinctly remember when I was about, I must have been about 14 or so when I got my first um, set of uh, lead miniatures um, from uh, um, TSR at the time. Um, and those were my first efforts of painting, you know, and I, and I was so excited to get at it and I absolutely had no no equipment to do this type of detailed work and I remember painting them with uh with my dad's uh enamel car paint using my mom's bobby pins as, as brushes you know so you know it's just pure enthusiasm and uh anyway yeah so as I I you know went to university I kind of dropped out of the gaming scene while I was going through university trying to concentrate on that and uh and then came back out of it uh in uh I guess in the 90s and um and yeah, the the world had changed from that uh, from that period of when I was a teen to you know a, a much more sophisticated you know hobby, and it's even grown more so. I you know I think in the past ten years what we've seen in the hobby is just 
it's amazing. But uh, yeah, and then um, uh, then the internet uh, came to, to the fore and the whole idea of social media, which was a, I had a bit of a jaundiced view of initially, but when the whole blogging thing started, I, uh, I thought, you know, this could be kind of neat, um, sort of as a, as sort of a, I don't know, a hobby journal mm-hmm. of what, of what we could do. And, um, and then, um, yeah, so I started my own blog and then a few years after that, um, a friend of mine started a, uh, uh, a painting contest amongst the group of us, like there was about six of us locally uh, here in Canada. And we, uh, we painted and we, we logged all of our, you know, all of our work on, on, on his blog. And I, and then I took that one, you know, this could be really neat if we could expand this beyond just, you know, our, our, our city, you know, in pokey Canada here and, and make it something more global. And that's where, you know, the, the painting challenge started is, uh, it, it, you know, it grew from a fairly mm-hmm. small group to something where now over the past few years, I think we have close to, well, Miles, you would know since you keep the stats, but I, you know, we keep, I think around close to a hundred people yearly that come through. Um, and I think probably 20% of that are new people and we, you know, we meet people from all over the world. So yeah, it's turned into this great thing. It is pretty amazing. And I, I, I'm very similar. I, I, I have a blog and, and I used it as a way to contact gamers because, uh, well, you know, we're, 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 we're a hard group to find. And when you find someone, you stick around with them. And, and, and I found that to, to be quite useful. Tony, Tony's had the benefit of being a, a longtime member of the club uh, and never had to resort to trolling online to find people to game with as he had much better social skills than you or me. I just, I sure dumb luck, Miles. I had stumbled into the comic store one day and there's a bunch of guys pushing historical miniatures around. I'm like, ah, I've stumbled across my tribe by, by accident with no social skills. I, I appreciate your buttering me up like that. Yeah, people who've seen you know that I'm lying, but I'm still trying to be polite about it. <laughs> well, Kurt, uh, um, to tell, tell, uh, Tony was actually uh, asking me about the challenge and, and, and what it is and and I tried to explain it to him, and, and I think maybe kind of going through a little details. First, you can find it if you're interested. It's The website is The Painting Challenge uh, at Blogspot. Uh, we'll put the actual link in the, in the show notes for anybody who's interested in seeing that. I really would encourage you to go there. There are some amazing painters who participate in this, uh, in this challenge every year. And then there's an idiot like me who's pretty much finger painting. Um, but I go with Stalin's quality over quantity is a certain quality all its own. Um, but it is an amazing type, type, type event. And one I look forward to every year. When I started the, the challenge and, and I kind of want to come back to the word challenge because that's, I didn't want to do a contest, uh, in the sense of, because there's lots of those already on the, on, uh, on the net and lots of contests mm-hmm. for people judging each other's painting. And I really wanted you know, right from the start, I wanted something a bit different. I wanted it to be truly a challenge where it's more about, um, you know, challenging yourself to get stuff done over the winter months or to our people over the, on the Southern hemisphere over the summer months. But I, uh, I really wanted to steer away from it being a, uh, a contest or something kind of adversarial in a sense. Uh, I really wanted it to be open so that people that were new to the, new to the hobby could, feel really comfortable um, starting off and enjoying the camaraderie of just other hobbyists who love painting miniatures. Um, so I think we've done a good job 
of that over the years that, you know, we've had a lot of people that um, have been new to the hobby or new to painting miniatures that have joined. And it seems to be a common refrain amongst them that they've always felt very um, welcomed and, and nurtured. And there's you know, yeah. a lot of the guys that are very skilled painters have been very generous at providing, you know, insight and tips. There's, there really is no, you know, there's no, it's not very judgmental at all. Um, and so I, I really like the, uh, the community that we've built over the past, you know, 10 years. Yeah, I, I think one of the amazing things is a lot of people in, in internet communities, the, uh, the, the discourse can become coarse. It can become, uh, you know, not constructive. And, that, and that's something you've managed to kind of ensure there's never negative comments. You know, you know, some people's skills are better than others, but everyone's encouraging. Uh, and everyone's kind of focused on trying to encourage each other and because it's a marathon. This is a three-month event, uh, and a lot of stuff gets painted. Uh, it's actually pretty amazing. But, but to me, the tone of the discourse is, is stunning to me because they're really – I can't remember an event where someone was, was rude or not. But like you see in, on Facebook or you see on maybe even that forum called TMP that we all never go to um, – yeah, you know, it, it's actually, I think, a real testament to you and, and how you manage it that 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 you, you we, we've been able to maintain that. You know, and it's funny because a lot of people have said that, oh, Kurt, you, you do such a good job at moderating or keeping everything and, you know, running along and, you know, everybody being in a good frame of mind. And the funny thing is, is that I have to say I'd love to take all the credit for that, but I can't because um, I rarely ever ever have to step in to say anything to anybody mm -hmm. in fact you know I, I really can't think of mm -hmm. I can't think of any time that I really had to um, I think what happens is you end up having a group think like you get them you get a bunch of people together that have a really positive attitude for three months and they're really they're really pumped and they're really wanting to hang out with each other and have a good time that it sort of I don't know this sort of the uh, the dynamic of the group itself kind of takes care of itself and uh, no, it's it's yeah you know, I have to agree with you. It's it's great. I really enjoy the uh, the you know the vibe, the feeling yeah. of the of the event. It's great. And by the end of the three months, when we wrap up in you know the first day of spring, because uh, we you know we start out, we start we kick off on the first day of winter and we wrap up on the first day of spring. Like I uh, I feel almost kind of reclaimed uh, when we wrap up because I I typically made a few extra friends that I wasn't anticipating I'd be making over the winter, and uh, and everybody has a really good uh, a really good feeling of what what just transpired. So yeah, it's it's a great it's a great thing. So Kurt, do us a favor, um, walk me through for somebody who's totally new to this. Sure. Uh, when does it start? How do we go about participating? Uh, what are we looking to accomplish in terms of it's it's a quantity thing? What are we looking to do in terms of how many figures? Oh, right, yeah. So, um, yeah. As far as the timing, like I said, it uh, I kick off the event. Um, I make the announcement a month in advance. So usually on around November twentieth, I usually on my blog and then on the challenge blog, I say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this again, guys. So if you're up for well, guys and girls, because we have some really great uh, female painters as well. Um, and so I kind of give a 30-day notice, and then I put a cap on how many people we want to have in on the challenge. It floats around between, we've been up to close to 100, but usually floats around between 70 and 100 people. And then, um, and then the challenge runs off of a, a point system. And when I say that, it just means that um, 
for example, a, a single 28 millimeter foot figure is worth five points in the painting challenge. It, it doesn't mean how, you know, how well you paint it or, or anything like that. It's just that if you get a figure, uh, 28 millimeter foot figure done, you get five points for that. So if you get a, a unit of 20 figures, like 20 Napoleonic figures done, you'll get a hundred points for that. And, and at the start of the challenge, I ask everybody to give me what they want as their target for points. So, um, and usually for beginners, I say, hey, why don't, you, why don't you aim for about, you know, 300 points, 400 points. And, um, and then that, that, that way it gives a target for everybody that they can all work towards their own goal of how many points they want to get painted, right? So, like I said, 28 millimeter foot figures, about five points. I think, uh, Miles, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like for a vehicle, it's around 20, 20 points yep. for a 28 millimeter you know, scaled vehicle, you know, 156 scale. And then we do points for terrain, like everything in all different types of scales. We have this metric that we've, very imperfect metric that we've worked out that everybody's sort of in agreement with and everybody's fine it, with. It, it's and very imperfect, but it has the illusion of precision. So that's why we like yeah. it. That's right. That's right. And so you have painters that are like Miles who, uh, who paints very large quantities because he's uh, generating armies for his events at Historicon and Fallen. And uh, so it's fun to watch painters like him do their work because they're, they're working to a tempo and a scale that works for them. It's what they want to achieve in the challenge. And then there's other guys in the challenge who are literally do not game. They uh, just, they love to paint figures. Um, and there they will paint just nothing but perhaps vignettes or single single command stands and stuff like that. And they're, they're more worried about the individual artistry of doing a particular vignette or, or a single figure. And though that's that, that, of course, is amazing to see too. And then in, in between that, you have everything else too, where people are saying, you know what, I, I really want to get another Napoleonic unit done. So this is the challenge is a great way of me to get, get, get something done. And then you see all of the great scales. Like we have guys that literally paint, you know, paint units in two millimeter, like they're painting, you know, basically armies in two mil with all of the, uh, with all, sorry, with all of the terrain that's attendant to that. And then you have guys that are painting busts and things at 90 millimeter or 54 millimeter or 70 millimeter. So when you watch the challenge unfold, if you're just a, if you're just a uh, viewer, you get to really see a great, you know, Penelope of, of, of wonderful scales and different periods. Uh, like when it started, we were just purely focused on historical figures, but we've opened it out to everything. So you see everything, fantasy, sci-fi, historicals, it, you know, it, it, the sky's the limit. I'm fascinated by this. I'm going to definitely have to scope the, the, the website out. And I have heard, now I don't know how reliable the source is, but I have heard that Miles may have, um, may have painted uh, a couple of times the <laughs> winning number of figures. But like I said, the, the person who told me that might be uh, a braggart. So you can't be, very you can't very be uh, un uncertain source. Yeah, no, Miles, uh, Miles has walked away with probably the highest point total. Gosh, I, what, Miles, what would it be? Three or four times? Uh, who, keeps, who keeps track of these things? Who keeps track of these things? But they, uh, how, how does, I have to say Miles isn't alone in that. He's often very closely paced by about, there's about four other guys that do yep. volume painting at a very high, 
high level. And it's always fun to watch these sort of titans of the brush battle away while us uh, lowly, you know, these lowly cretins uh, manage to poke along with our, you know, couple hundred points worth of, of uh, painting. But uh, uh, for example, Miles is typically in at the 3000 point level. So if you think of five points for a, a 28 millimeter figure, you can kind of get a sense of what we're, what we're looking at. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it's not winning because, again, we kind of tease each other about the point total. Um, but it's really about getting stuff done and helping other people get their hobby done. And, and it's also really cool to see new painters develop their skills over the course of two, three, four uh, yes. uh, uh, challenges. And I've made some really close personal friends uh, that, you know, when I go to London on business in the days when I used to be able to go to London on business, you know, most of my nights uh, are not business dinners. They're having dinner or meeting up with some of our UK challenge participants. And, and, and I've made an immense number of friends and, and really cherish this. And, and uh, I also am, am, am looking to see if Dave Doherty is going to be able to actually finish his Sudan project at a one-to-one -one scale, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure is what he's almost done at. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, um, my wife and I, Sarah and I, have made a lot of very good friends through uh, through the event. Uh, and often, when we're in Europe, we uh, we often have have whistle stops in in cities uh, throughout Europe in which I'm meeting up with uh, with people that have been in the challenge. And it's been such a treat to uh, make these connections from the you know from the virtual world into into the physical world of of actually getting to meet these uh, fabulous people and uh, from all over the world it's it's really been it's really been a great experience i when i started the challenge you know almost 10 years ago now it's uh i thought it would be maybe i'd do it a one-off or a couple a couple times but now um it's become kind of a uh it's you know certainly part of our household here it's part of our 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 winter life because it's a way that we reconnect with a lot of people uh, that we wouldn't normally, uh, we wouldn't be in communication with uh, throughout the rest of the year. So, it's a, it's, it's turned into a, into a great, uh, great vehicle for for catching up with friends and making new friends. And you've managed to pull off a really nice Tom Sawyer fence painting trick by uh, farming out yeah. a lot of the, uh, a lot of administration administration stuff to other people. Yeah, yeah. When I first started, I, I did everything. So I, you know, I. I did all the tabulations. I kept track of everything. I moderated everything. I kept track of all the scoring. I commented on every single post that people submitted and it was a lot of work. And I, by the, I think by the fourth or fifth challenge, I knew that I couldn't sustain this. So I, uh, you know, I came up with a way that, you know, the idea of the, we call it the minions. Uh, so we have, we have a host of people that help out each year in, uh, in that they basically take over the daily, um, you know uh maintenance and upkeep on the on the site where and then it allows me to actually enjoy being a participant as well I, you know i i sort of i set up the theme for the year and i get things rolling but it's largely these other friends that help out that keep the keep it all sort of chugging along so yeah it's it's been it's been very good that way yeah and just kind of give the audience kind of size scale you know there'll be about anywhere from 90 to 100 participants in a year and each one of them will make anywhere from 10 to 12 submissions. And a submission could be a single figure. It could be 300 figures. Yeah. Uh, and so I think by, by the end of the, uh, a, uh, a, a, a challenge, when we tally up all the points, it's probably close to maybe 15, 20,000, 28 millimeter infantry figures get painted a year. 
it's it's a pretty astonishing output. It is. Wow, that, that's pretty impressive stuff. Um, and for someone like me who I can't ever seem to finish a project, I've got currently on my bench some 25 millimeter fantasy, some 15 millimeter World War II, uh, some six millimeter stuff for somebody else's project that I got wrangled into. Can I paint like all of that, just get the normal assortment of 20 of this and 100 of those finished and submit them as entries in the competition? Absolutely. And in fact, one of the fun things that sort of has grown over the years is that we have what we call paint duels. So at the start of the at the start of the uh, at the lead up into every year, it sort of has become tradition that people start smack talking about, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to try to get, um, you know, uh, 200 Sudanese figures done. Does anybody want to do, you know, colonial British in 28 mil and we'll we'll duel each other to see how many we can get done. And, and then, then between groups, they'll make up, uh, you know, make up prizes or sort of fun, you know, smack talk between one another. And this is great. And so like one of the things that I always like to do, because I'm similar to you, uh, uh, you know, Tony, is that I, I like to, uh, I flit around. I, I, I like, to, you know, to touch, dabble on a bunch of different uh, uh, periods and scales. So I, I, I have a, a duel that I call the squirrel challenge or the squirrel duel in which, you know, it's like, uh, it's like that, uh, that movie, you know, big where, you know, you're that dog that just keeps running around. Cause every time he sees something new, he goes squirrel and he goes running off. And, uh, so I do a, a duel with other people saying, um, you know, let's embrace our inner squirrel. And if, uh, I, I want to, I want to see how many different things I can cover in the three months. And so we just say, well, why don't we say within you know, 20 points, we'll give, you a, we'll give you one point in your squirrel duel, and you can just bounce around and doing as many different themes or scales as you can imagine. So it, it's great because it, it sort of embraces the, it's the anti-Miles approach, whereas Miles just grinds away uh, on a project where there's some of us that just couldn't, you know, we couldn't, can't even conceive of doing that. And we're always bouncing around doing different things. So you can uh, be awesome. cool like Kurt or boring like me. <laughs> but uh, the, um, the one thing that I, uh, like when I, when we hit the 10th year um, last year, mm -hmm. I was wondering whether I should uh, I should maybe pack it in at that point. I was kind of thinking, oh, I don't know. You know, we're at this sort of a milestone of 10, uh, 10 anniversary years, ten editions of the challenge, and I kind of you know threw out you know the idea that what what do you guys think? Do you think I should pack up the tent or, or what? And um, um, I was really kind of blown away by the responses um, from that. Uh, the, one of the uh, one of the uh, challengers that responded to me uh, privately. Um, and I think Miles had uh, probably seen this as well uh, in another post. Um, but, you know, I've had um, members of the military that have um, post-traumatic stress and uh, they find that the challenge is a great grounding uh, spot where they can sort of ease back into, you know, into life and into society. And they, they can be in a safe spot and they can be sort of embracing that um, that hobby that they loved as kids and uh, and it's and it's been great. They said, oh, you know, I, I really would prefer it if you didn't stop doing this because I, I really love having this connection. 
So things like that really impacted me. And, and it was another reason why I thought, no, I think this is, this is really not that difficult to do. I love doing it. And obviously other people are enjoying it as well. Oh yeah. There's something to be said by the camaraderie that our hobby in general and something like that, a, a friendly competition, you know, the, the camaraderie that that generates, um, sure. being something that would keep people coming back even aside from the painting. Yeah, Miles has brought this up before, and this is probably a couple of years ago, uh, and just in an aside comment on the blog, in that, you know, uh, prior to the internet um, and social media, of course, uh, painting and this sort of hobby is a very, uh, for a large part, except for the times that we go out and game, Mm -hmm. it's a very, um, you're by yourself a lot, you're sort of in your own head doing this thing very, it's kind of a very solitary hobby for a lot of people. And when you, but when you attach this social media aspect to it and something like the challenge, it totally, you know, it brings out these people that, you know, have, you know, shyly been painting away, working on these collections for years. And now they have, they discover they have an entire community worldwide that they can, uh, they can tap into. Yeah. I, I think we all are, 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 are still in elementary school. We all like show and tell. You know, we like to show off our, our product. It's, a, it's an artistic endeavor and you want to be able to share it. And, and for a lot of us who, who don't have a gaming group, it can be really hard. And social media is a real key to do that. You know, another aspect, Dave uh, uh, organizes these uh, uh, online discussions like the Zoom call. Uh, where we paint and we have the uh, little screen on and everyone's painting away and we're chatting amongst us. And it just adds another element uh, to the hobby and makes those lonely winter months not so lonely. And for some people who, who haven't found people with, with similar interests, it's their primary way to contact other people to know that, you know what, I'm not the only person with a really tiny brush painting, painting this type of figure. Uh, and so yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. And I think this year is going to be even more so with the uh, you know a second wave of COVID that we're experiencing. A lot of people are in various levels of shutdown and in seclusion. Um, and uh, I think this year, uh, it, you know, maybe more so than previous mm-hmm. years, for a lot of people, it's going to be a great way to reconnect and to feel, hey, I'm still a part of the human race. And, uh, you know, all of these things that I loved doing before, we're still doing them. And even though the world seems to be a very strange place right now, there's still these kind of constants that uh, that are carrying us through. So I, I think that's I think that's important. The other thing I wanted I wanted to say too is like, and Miles, you had just mentioned that about the whole show and tell aspect of it, and it's true. Like you can't, you know, we kind of regress to being twelve year olds whenever we finish our, we would finish a unit or a command stand or whatever, and you just want to show it off because you've spent so many hours working on this thing, and you photograph it and write up a little blurb about it, and uh, you get such a childlike, I do anyway, uh, but you get such a childlike rush when you start seeing the comments yep. rolling in, right? Um, and, you know, when you have a group of about, a, you know, as Miles says, 90 to 100 people all working in this big project, you get a lot of comments, right? And uh, it feels, you know, you can't help it. It just feels great that you, you, you will log in later in the day and, oh, there's a few other people that have said something about your work and, you know, and you get to have this banter back and forth with people that you would never normally get to do when you're, painting in a solitary, you know, form. Um, and it was funny, just before I logged on for this podcast, I was on the blog doing some tweaking and I was in the comments section on the blog 
And it didn't dawn on me that I looked at the number and miles, you, you'd be blown away. Those in, we started the blog, like a dedicated blog for the challenge in 2014. Since 2014, the blog has had almost 85,000 comments logged on it. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, it's almost 85,000 comments that the blog has generated since 2014. And that just makes my mind melt, right? But when I really think about it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, the math starts adding up because when you have these many people um, um, logging in mm -hmm. and uh, checking out of people's work, yeah, you, you generate a lot of positive, positive comments, a lot of energy, it's great. And I think you're right, um, you and Miles both with the show and tell aspect in that especially as we are rolling into another season of COVID, our local club is down to two or three people face-to-face -face mm -hmm. gaming. Right. This is another way that we as gamers, we as a community can come together as a community, yeah. um, share what it is we love to do and maybe meet some new friends. I, I think it's a beautiful concept. Yeah. I, I definitely want to look at this. I'm not saying I'm jumping into it yet, but I definitely want to look and learn. Yeah, please, uh, please, uh, please drop in if you want, uh, Tony. Let me know. I'd love to fit you in. Or if you just want to, to watch and see how it's all unfolds this year, that'd be great. We'd love to hear you comment in on us, too. Or, or you can just trash talk me, Tony, um, which is always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it, I have a box, a, a gigantic box of six millimeter stuff I've been telling myself. I'm painting this, and it's, some of it is years old. The manufacturer is no longer using those labels, so well, it would be an incentive to get that project. I, I, I was kind of hoping you'd be doing some 15 millimeter Eastern Front theme things this winter, but I don't know. <laughs> is there something you need? <laughs> That's it's a wonder, wonderful thing about an event like this is where at the start of it you can sort of declare. I'm going to do this. And it kind of is, it's kind of a, a neat thing because it then sets up that, you know, a little bit of peer pressure on yourself. Like, okay, I've just told the world that I'm doing this. And there's now, you know, 90 to hundred other people saying, okay, let's see what you got. And uh, so then you have three months yeah. to cough up the goods. So yeah. it's, it's good that way. Cause some yeah. people are similar to you, you and I, Tony, is that if it was, if I was left to my own devices over the next three months, I probably would paint, you know, a couple dozen figures from many different periods but with the challenge it's amped up like you you know you you have people that are like oh i wonder what kurt's gonna submit this week and i so every week i feel like oh, i gotta do something this week so you know it, I, it forces me to spend you know 40 minutes at the table every night you know kind of plugging away to get stuff done and uh at the end of you know at the end of three months it's amazing i'm always amazed at what i've managed to get done and in uh, in three months, and I'm a fairly slow, slow, you know, fairly methodical painter. So, yeah, I think I think people people like us, Tony, I think it'd be a, it's a good event. So, yeah. um, and, and you know, one thing that's funny is that everybody comes up with an estimate, and, and we add up the estimate, and, and we got a total amount of points. And, and that estimate actually is a pretty good indicator of what the uh, end end result of the uh, challenge will be, except yes. the one thing. The total number is right. The individual contribution is there's absolutely no barrier. There's there's no correlation at all, um, and, and so it's it's quite funny. But it's usually within plus or minus ten percent of the uh, total number, but then the individual contributions are are, are coin tosses. In a typical year, what's the number of figures? The actual number of figures that gets painted in this in this event. What would you say, Miles? 
I'd say we do 80,000 points. Uh, I'm doing some math, which is really boring for people to listen to. Uh, I'd say it's 16 to 17,000 28 millimeter infantry figures. Now, it, it, if you if you take the points and you you change it to the five points per figure, so you know essentially a core, a French core for the uh, Napoleonic Wars. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah, um, yeah, and like and and you know if you actually counted up the number of figures, you'd be because a lot of people do six millimeter where you get half a point per figure. Um, we're probably in the 100,000, 150,000 total figure range if you just added them up at a unit basis. Uh, has even had, he's even playfully made up a metric of how much we help the, uh, the miniature industry each challenge and how much figures we paint. Yeah, if you put a dollar value to it, it's, we, do keep, we do generate quite a lot of uh, it, hobby dollars. It's actually. over a million bucks a year in hobby value uh, in terms of, I do an estimate of time and paint cost because I'm a geek. Uh, and then, of course, I, I, there's a velocity factor that I figure for every figure that's painted, people buy three more, which I think for all of us is a universal truth. Uh, but it's it, it's over a million bucks of value add. Uh, and you, you do get a lot of uh, 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 sponsorship from vendors and stuff. This year, I think we're, we're choosing not to because of the... Uh, uh, yeah. The economic crisis. We might want to talk about that. Uh, it was not. It was not probably by challenge three. I had already been getting approached by vendors. Uh, I didn't have to go out. Actually, it's been very great. Uh, I get approached by vendors who uh, say, "Listen, this is a great thing that's happening. We'd like to provide some prizes uh, for for participants." And so that's grown over the years. And you know, I, I, it's, I don't know. In, in any typical year, it's been thousand dollars, you know, thousands of dollars of worth of prizes that we get from vendors from all over the world. It's really, it's really cool. And we, and we, we give them out for, you know, not necessarily on best painted stuff. It's about who does the best work on a certain theme, or it's, it's all soup to nuts. And so we try to divvy out prizes so everybody has a good crack at getting some treats over the year. Uh, but uh, this year, I thought just with COVID and, uh, you know, some vendors, of course, are doing great in the hobby, but others are feeling really feeling the pinch. I thought, eh, I, I really wanted to wave them off and say, you know, you get you guys have enough, uh, you know, enough things to be worrying about that you don't need to be giving out prizes for for an event this year. And, you know, we'll, we'll take a rain check uh, for this year. And that's, you know, that's fine. It's funny because when I mentioned it on uh, for this year's kickoff, I got a lot of positive responses from people saying, "Hey, this—that's a great idea. We don't need to be uh, relying on prizes. We're, we're we have a great time without the prizes. It's just you know that's just chrome. Uh, it's just sparkle on the cake. So, and for some of us, bitter disappointment. <laughs> well, and I can see where you know war gamers, for all our faults, and we have some, but for all our faults, war gamers are reasonably polite to each other and mm -hmm. to the vendors and i can see where covid has affected us all so it's something we can identify with and when you say hey we're not gonna ask these people to give stuff away this year in, in tough economic times i think everybody can find something in their own lives that make them say yeah that's mm -hmm. yeah that's a good move because I, I know lots of people friends neighbors struggled this year yeah, so yeah, and I think that comes back, you know, when people, uh, I get asked a lot by 
guys that have been in the challenge for years for years and they say Kurt like God are you getting tired of doing this and uh, at a I don't I really you know I love doing it I really enjoy it it's a part of my life now but the other thing too is even at the start of it, it the challenge for me was something where I wanted to give back um, to the hobby and uh, I, to the community as well um, because um, you know like many of us like some of my you know my best memories are hanging out with my friends playing games and it's, you know, it's not just figure games, you know, board games, you know, just the camaraderie of hanging out and painting or talking about figures, talking about the hobby. And, uh, and uh, for me, the challenge was a way that like, you know, it's sort of an, as an existential, existential way of saying, you know, thanks to the hobby for providing this, this great thing to me and, uh, and sort of sharing it with other people. I think that's a great, just a great way to look at it. Um, and I think it's a great way to get people who otherwise would be just huddled up in their homes over the winter to interact and show their work. And the fact that it's a quantity thing makes people a little, it's not like the games workshop golden dragon competition where it's, you know, one figure that you put a thousand hours into. Um, I think those sorts of painting competitions are intimidating for almost all of us. Um, and I think something like this, at least in theory, seems attainable and accessible. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably, I think if there was any one term or word I would say that I, I've always tried to make the challenge be is accessible. Um, um, you know, I, I've, you know I, I hate turning people away. I, I know that, uh, you know, over the next few days, I'm still going to get people that are going to be emailing me saying, hey, I, you know, I missed the... The announcement, you know, can I, can you fit me in? And, you know, Miles pulls out his hair because I'm always sending an email saying, hey, Miles, we have to add somebody else to the roster because you know, somebody else wants to join in. I, uh, I yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's a, it's a great way for, uh, for people to, uh, to make these connections, and especially for, you know, in this, this sort of environment, this world that we're currently living in, I think it's even more, more important that, uh, that we can uh, reach out to one another and uh, enjoy each other's company. And the great thing about the challenge is like, I forget, I usually try to do a country count. And I think we have usually around, you know, 10, 10 to a dozen different countries represented in, in the challenge. And, you know, we have, we have, uh, we have a guy from, uh, from Russia that uh, comes in every year. We have guys from Spain. We have one from Greece, Japan, uh, Australia, New Zealand, of course, the UK, Germany, Holland, Belgium, France, you know, it, you know, it goes on and on. And so you get, when you're in the comments, it's fun because people are talking about what's going on in their, in their part of the world and, you know, or what, what in the hobby, you know, gets them all fired up and there's stuff that you're just like, wow, I had no idea that that's a thing in that particular country or in that sort of milieu. And, and that's the, that's another thing of the challenge that's really very cool is it's it's international uh, so you get this great kind of a snapshot of what's going on all around the world with different different hobbyists and uh you know what's tripping the trigger for for uh for for the hobby well i've, I've got to tell you i i appreciate the fact that you've included us here in the states the last few years in spite of all we put the world through uh my, my apologies for that 
Uh, you know, Miles uh, Miles was trying to warn me off from uh, saying anything too in politic today. But you know, I I said the better, the less said, the better. And uh, we're just happy to have uh, have you guys in with us. And uh, we're hoping that uh, that uh, the next few months next few months we'll start seeing things calm down. I think I just want to get to January twentieth, and then I'll celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not going to be the one who jinxes this thing. <laughs> Excellent, Kurt. Any any other kind of last things at the, uh, before we uh, wrap it up about about the challenge or? Uh, yeah, well, the uh, like I, like I said, I'll just reiterate the the you know, the, the blogs re, uh, re, reasonably easy to find uh, painting challenge on Blogspot um, or the Analog Hobbies Painting Challenge, and you'll be able to find us. Uh, we'll start uh, at twelve oh one. Uh, one minute after midnight on December twentieth. That, um, that's a great so, point. We there, there's there's a very specific set of rules about what you can do pre-challenge, before yes. challenge. You might want to explain that because yeah, there, there's literally a, a gentleman start your brushes moment. Yeah, we have a gentleman's agreement uh, with everybody that uh, you can't have it. You can't have anything pre-painted for the challenge. You can only apply brush to figure at twelve oh one. Uh, on uh, December 20th. Uh, you can have stuff primed and built and, and in that sense ready to go, but as far as putting color on figures, you have to wait until the challenge kicks off. So it's always fun because there's this dynamic right now where guys are like, I just want to start painting, but they have to wait until the 20th to get going. But, uh, but anyway, if, uh, if you uh, want to check out what's going on, uh, come out and visit the uh, Analog Hobbies Painting Challenge. Starts on the 20th of December, and it'll run through to the, I don't know, what is it, the first day of spring, 21st or 20th of uh, I think it's the 21st. March. Yeah, 21st of March. Um, we'll be going for the full three months, grinding along. There'll be something every day uh, with, a, you know, close to 100 people in it. I think you're probably going to have close to... Uh, a dozen to 20 submissions every day. Yeah. Uh, so there's always something to look at. It's great. Um, and we love people to come in and comment uh, and give support to the guys that are painting. I shouldn't say guys, guys and guys yes. and gals that are painting. And um, yeah, um, the cutoff, you know, the cutoff for this year has basically happened, but uh, you know, I don't know when you guys are actually putting up this, this podcast or not, but uh, we have no idea. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah. if uh, if people miss it for this year, happy to see them in the ranks uh, for next year. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of us actually take vacation days on the twentieth and twenty first just to make sure we get off to a good start. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm quite excited again. Again, it's it's a wonderful event, and, and it's not the event; it's the people who participate, and it's just an absolute pleasure. And I think Kurt, you and I share a very rare honor that we gained because of this. We are both honorary posties rejects. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, which, uh, no, which is the a pinnacle of gaming success in my mind. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, uh, posties rejects is uh, actually the rejects are a group out of uh, I think it's Kent, right? They're they're, uh, they're on the south. Of, yeah. Yeah, just outside of London gaming group, and uh, and uh, so we have uh, Ray uh, Ray, who's a member of that, has been in the challenge since the start. And uh, he's always been very open-hearted about inviting anybody, anybody, even us lowly colonials, um, to come over and game with them. So uh, uh, we've been uh, we've been uh, indoctrinated or inaugurated into the posties rejects. So yeah, that's right. We are both on, we're both honorary members. And we've we've made the pilgrimage to posties shed. Yes. 
uh, in Gravesend. So it was a it, that 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 is a high honor, uh, and and I'm looking forward to this year, Kurt. Thank you so much for, for agreeing to chat with us. Uh, and Tony, thanks, thank you for listening to us blather on oh, yeah. about this thank event. Um, we're definitely going to check it out. Yeah, and once we, uh, once we get out from underneath, uh, underneath this COVID, I'm, I'm hoping that I can come down for a visit and uh, have a game with you guys. Uh, we'd love to have you down here, and I, I need some crew for the sailboat. So, and, and I believe we now... We've met your criteria to come to the U.S. Uh, we, we won't even mention the criteria. But you can imagine what it is. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, Kirk, have a great day. Thanks for being on us. And that's, that will be the, it for this show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, gentlemen. You're such a hose head. Yeah, well, take off. Take off. Listen to this, it's coming. You know what it is? What? It's a drum solo. Okay, everyone, like, this is me on the drums, oh, eh? Oh, get out. It is not. It your is line. so. Stop I lying, learned. will you? Take off, eh? Oh.